Welcome to stop two of the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Walking Tour, the Life is for Service Marble Plaque. I'm your host, Scott Bocash. The content for this audio tour has been adapted from the writings of Randy Knowles, originally published in the Winter Park Magazine. The overwhelming lesson Fred took from his years on campus can still be seen engraved in marble on this breezeway near Strong Hall. Life is for service. He took these words to heart and carried a photograph of this plaque in his wallet for the rest of his life. During Fred's final year at Rollins, Joanne graduated and went to Tallahassee, where she would earn a master's degree in music for the piano from Florida State University in 1952. Fred, heeding a call to the ministry, had been accepted to the Western Theological Seminary in Holland, Michigan. But after an Easter break in Latrobe, Everything changed. Fred watched television for the first time and was appalled at what he saw. He decided to go to New York instead, where he would try to harness this new medium for good. He saw the potential to help children and made it his life's work. He also knew that he and Joanne were meant to be together, and the couple wed in July 1952. After initially starting in television as a production assistant and floor manager for NBC in New York City, he worked on The Children's Corner, a live weekday afternoon program which became the precursor to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Then, in 1968, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood premiered, broadcast by the National Educational Television, now known as Public Broadcasting Service, or PBS. He would go on to produce 912 neighborhood episodes over the years and create over 200 songs, nine children's operas, and 12 albums. As a puppeteer, he imagined 14 characters into being, taking inspiration from the world around him, including friends and family. Most importantly, he changed the face of children's television and the way we think about the inner lives of young children. Every episode started the same. He changed into a sweater, all of which were hand-knit by his mother, and blue sneakers, now iconic symbols of Mr. Rogers' signature style. He tackled complex issues on the program, like racism, divorce, disability, assassination, and the Cold War, and he never made a commercial endorsement during his entire career. In 1969, he testified before the U.S. Congress, At the time, the government was considering cutting funding for public television. After two days of hearings, the very tough Senator John Pastore was unimpressed. Then, Fred Rogers spoke. It is still considered one of the most powerful testimonies ever offered before Congress. Let's listen. We we made a hundred programs for EEN, the Eastern Educational Network, And then when the money ran out, people in Boston and Pittsburgh and Chicago all came to the fore and said, we've got to have more of this neighborhood expression of care. And this is what, this is what I give. I give an expression of care every day to each child to help him realize that he is unique. I end the program by saying, You've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. 
And I feel that if we in public television can only make it clear that feelings are mentionable and manageable, we will have done a great service for mental health. Uh, I think that it's much more dramatic that two men could be working out their feelings of anger, much more dramatic than showing something of gunfire. I'm constantly concerned about what our children are seeing. And for 15 years, I have tried in this country and Canada to present what I feel is a meaningful expression of care. Do you uh, narrate it? I'm the host, yes. And I do all the puppets, and I write all the music, and I write all the scripts. Well, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, and this is the first time I've had goosebumps for the last two days. <laughs> well, I'm grateful, not only for your goosebumps, but for your interest in, in our kind of... This concludes the stop here at the Life is for Service marble plaque. To proceed to stop three, walk back where you entered to the breezeway, heading toward the faculty club. Once you reach the faculty club, turn left onto the sidewalk toward Holt Avenue and keep right on the sidewalk. Continue walking straight down along Holt Avenue, past the large flagpole in front of the lawn, until you see a large red abstract sculpture titled Girls' Night Out by Jane Manis. Now that you have reached the sculpture, turn right. On the ground, you will find a collection of stone monuments embedded in pebble gravel. Walk up to the floodlight on your left. On the left-hand side of the floodlight, you will find a stone monument engraved with Fred McFeely Rogers, 1951, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Play episode three now to learn more about the Walk of Fame monuments.